Hello, and welcome to I Want to Like You, a weekly podcast from Real Simple about how to handle the irritating people in your life with goodwill and grace. I'm Kristen Van Ogtrop. I'm the editor of Real Simple. And with me today are Dr. Matt Hertenstein, who is an associate professor of psychology and the director of the Touch and Emotion Lab at DePaul University, and Barbara Pachter, who is the president of the business communication firm Pactor & Associates and the author of The Essentials of Business Etiquette, Greet, Eat, and Tweet Your Way to Success. Thank you so much, Matt and Barbara, for being here with me today on I Want to Like You. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's our pleasure. This week, we're talking about unwanted huggers. Now, I have to confess there are people in my life who would tell me that I'm an unwanted hugger, and those people specifically are all the kids I'm related to or who are between the ages of, like, 9 and 20. That's kind of a rough guess. But for those of you who know any people, particularly young boys between the ages of 9 and 20, you know when you go to hug them, they do that, like, weird shoulder hug. Well, that... that that's a clinical term, Matt, the shoulder hug. <laughs> um, sure. I'm wondering, in fact, since you study, since you're the director of the Touch and Emotion Lab, if you could tell me, A, if you know what I mean by the shoulder hug, and B, if there's a name for the shoulder hug. Well, of course. I think most people know what, what we mean by the shoulder hug. And yeah, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Scientists sometimes you often use the colloquial terms that we all use, like the shoulder hug or the lean-in hug sometimes. And then we have, you know, other names for other kinds of hugs, the tent hug where you kind of just put it in your top part of your body but not the bottom and, and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But, yeah, scientists who study this sometimes mostly use the, the terms that, that all of us would use, actually. When I go in for a full-on, like practically full-body hug to, with some of these relatives who are in that age range, 9 to 20, including P.S., sometimes one of my own children, why do they give me the shoulder hug? Like, am I being too intimate? Like, what's, what, what's behind the shoulder hug? Stay away from me? I don't think it's a necessarily a stay away from me statement, but it's, you know, I'm not comfortable getting that, you know, too close, 100%. So it's kind of uh, the equivalent of, you know, a peck on the cheek versus a full-on kiss. Well, I'm, you know, a peck on the cheek, okay, I'm okay with that, but I might not be okay going any further. So, I mean, it, it's a way to show affection, show, you know, bonding, a, a way to show some sort of camaraderie in, your, in the moment, so to speak, but not go full-on because some people just don't feel comfortable with that. Isn't it also that they're, it's adolescence and they're coming to grips with their bodies and they aren't sure what to do or what not to do? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that has something to do with it, but I don't know if we can make a blanket statement that all adolescents are like that because, I mean, I know plenty of adolescents that do the shoulder hug, but I know plenty that are full-on huggers. And, I'm, and then at the same time, I know some that are, you know, fully touch-phobic, you know, and, and they mm -hmm. wouldn't touch at all. So I'm not sure we can make a blanket statement that all adolescents are like this and they're and they're you know, it says something necessarily about their identity. I think it might hold for some, some of them, but not all of them, I guess. So can I ask you, Matt, I'm going to tell you what I do when, like, my niece or one of my nephews or one of my sons gives me the shoulder hug, and I want you to be totally honest with me about whether my response to them is psychologically damaging. <laughs> um, so if they, if they give me this shoulder hug, 
I like I kind of I I go along for a second, and then I say, "Oh, come on, give me a real hug," and then I make them give me like a real hug. And is that is that like should I just like I I already feel like I know what your answer is going to be, but should I like respect their boundaries and let them give me a shoulder hug? And just, like, let it go. Is it terrible that I do that? Well, I mean, psychologically damaging, no. (laughs) Is it terrible? No. You know, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think think people's boundaries should be respected. Okay, so question for both of you. Where do you feel we rank? Now, this is a really blanket because, I mean, I guess I mean kind of socially and in terms of business, and maybe those are two very different things. But are we – would you call us a huggy culture? From an international perspective, you have to look at who you who you are comparing ourselves to. I mean, compared to South America, we're not very touchy, huggy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they have something called in Mexico it's the abrazo, where men will hug and pat each other on the back. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot more hugging than what we're used to. But on the other side, if you're comparing us to some Asian cultures, we're a lot more touchy uh, and mm-hmm. a lot more huggy. Um, our greeting, which is the handshake, at least touch touches. You know, in Japan, it's the bow, and there, there, there is no touching there. So it depends mm-hmm. on who, what culture you're comparing yourself to. Right. I guess I'm, I guess I'm thinking in the broad, gigantic spectrum of worldwide cultures. Like, where do we fall? Are we like in the middle? I'd I say we're know. in the middle. I'd say we're in the middle. Matt, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I would actually, I would actually agree with Barbara. And, and psychologists have really discovered a really kind of a cool finding. It's just a generality, you know, and so there are always exceptions to the to the general rule. But in general, researchers who collect data find that the closer you are to the equator, the more likely a society is to feel comfortable and to touch more. The further hmm. away you get from the equator, the more touch kind of phobic people are. And again, so, you know, you think of people in the UK, for example, I love going over to London and and you know, once in a while hugging somebody just to get a reaction just because I'm that kind of person. I like, to, I, I like to do little experiments like this once in a while and, you know, they'll freak out or something like that. But then, you, go, you know, you go down to Costa Rica or something like that. I've been traveled down there and, I mean, I look like a little lightweight in terms of hugging people around there because that's all they do. Okay, so Matt, I want to know when you're traveling, when internationally hugging people, who are these people that you're hugging? Like strangers? Who are you hugging in oh, in the UK and Costa Rica? Oh, it kind of depends. I mean, uh, <laughs> in Costa Rica, I mean, I've been down there a couple of times where I've gotten to know the groups down there. I've done some volunteering and, you know, you live in these people's houses sometimes or they, you know, feed you and that sort of thing. And so I've kind of been in those kind of settings where I've kind of gotten to know the people. When I go over to London, uh, sometimes I'll be at, uh, you know, the pub or something like that uh, once in a while and put my arm around a guy or we're talking or whatever, or even the hotel staff. I mean, it's got to be the, I do it definitely in the right place, the right time. So it's not uncomfortable, but partly I do it just to see what kind of reaction there is and what that, what that cultural exchange is like. But again, that's kind of my psychology take on, you know, the world is my lab. And so I take it seriously. I love that world is my lab. So, so since the top, our topic today is unwanted huggers, how can right. you walk us through a little bit what the reactions look like as you're going in for the hug and after that can that tell you, okay, this is an unwanted hug from me. Like, what do people do? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I mean, I think we do have to be astute um, in a couple ways. Number one. 
you know, do you even approach somebody for a hug? And I and I think there are some nonverbal cues that we can pick up on, you know, in terms of how they face you with with their body, how close are they getting to you during a conversation that you're having. I mean, if they're definitely keeping their distance, that's one thing. But if they're getting close to you and I wouldn't say violating personal space, but, you know, pushing the envelope a little bit there, that might be a little bit more of a green light and these sort of things. But it's not just a matter of whether you give somebody a hug. So I don't, I don't think that's, I think that's one way to look at it. But another thing to look at is if you do give somebody a hug, what's the quality of the hug? Because there are so many different ways. And, you know, mm-hmm. to give somebody a full-on hug where you're getting 100% contact is, mm-hmm. with a stranger, I would never do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But one of those shoulder mm-hmm. hugs or uh, one-armed hug or something like that, I think is, you know, appropriate if you're in the right setting, the right time, right place, with the right person. Do you think that, and then, Barbara, I want to I want to get to the business world in one second, but one, one more question for you, Matt. Do you think that most people, would you, when you think about the work you've done, do you think that, most people are pro-hug or or hug avoiders? You know, I think it just like personality varies and height varies and just about everything varies in human nature and the traits we have, I think the same thing can be said about hugging. Some people are really, really, you know, prevent you know prevent themselves from hugging as much as possible and, and dislike it and have a strong aversion to it, you know, and I think... You know, a lot of that, there's some research that shows, I mean, there are certain babies that are like that versus some babies that are not. And, mm-hmm. you know, to our best guess, it's a biological temperament issue. It's it's not necessarily how they're raised, but, you know, just coming out of the womb, some some babies love it and some people, some babies don't. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think from the very beginning, people differ biologically. And then, you know, how we're raised, how, what kind of family, I mean, you think of the stereotypical Italian family who are always hugging and you know, kissing on each other and all that sort of stuff in a, a very playful, appropriate, healthy way. Um, you mm-hmm. think about growing up in that kind of a family versus a family that almost never touches. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, those, that, that stuff sticks with you for a long time. So, you know, to answer your question, I mean, I think it really depends on bio- biology interacting with the environment in which you grew up in. So, Barbara, when you think about the business world, do you, and, and you think about people that you have worked with over the years, are there certain, in your experience, are there certain industries that are huggier than others? There are certain industries. Entertainment, PR is, can be more huggy than, say, finance or pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's only one barometer. It's also your relationship with the person. In the business world, the handshake is the greeting. Mm-hmm. And both men and women need to shake hands. Once you have a relationship with someone, sometimes people will move into hugging. But even that in the business world, you still need to use good common sense. There was a young salesperson who would hug her customers in their offices when she went to see them. Mm -hmm. And it was fine. But then one night, she went to a dinner meeting, went up to one of her customers, gave him a big hug and kiss. Now, Mm -hmm. did I say that she was very young and very attractive? And Mm -hmm. she gave him a big hug and kiss in front of his wife. And that was mm. not okay. So you, oh. you always have to use good common sense. Oh wow, that's that's terrible because that was such an innocent mistake, right? That's just that's just wisdom of experience, don't you think? It's wisdom, and and oftentimes not thinking about your actions and where you are, and that there are other people around, and that's that's other because you're setting the standard. I mean, I mean, I know you. I'll see you, and we may hug the next time, but. Mm-hmm. 
there may be somebody across the room who sees me hugging you, and now he thinks it's okay for him to hug me. Now, it may be okay for you to hug me, but not him, but I've already set up a standard. And right. you have to be careful. That's why the handshake is such a great greeting. All right, wait. So can I ask you an etiquette non-business thing about hugging, though? Sure. When, like, say you're, you're going to a party, and you arrive at the party, and there are, there are a group of, say, four people standing around, mm-hmm. and two of them are super, super close friends of yours who you would definitely hug. And then the other two are like people you know, and you'd take a hug from them, but if they hugged you, but you're not really necessarily on hugging terms with them, do you have to hug all four of them? Like, I think it's weird if you hug two of them, and then the other two are like, uh... I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's weird. Absolutely. It's true. That, that scenario is also true in business. Four people come in. I know two really well. I won't, do I hug them and not the other? It's incredibly mm-hmm. awkward. That's why shaking hands is a lot easier for everybody. I know, um, but I'm not going to shake hands at a party. So well, what do I men, do? Men do. Men do. Women don't, but men do. Um, so men may also hug. Um, right. uh, chances are I would hug um, I would hug the two Everybody. people I know very well and then sort of hug the other ones or maybe extend my <laughs> hand. Or, you know, it's just an incredibly awkward situation. Yeah. Um, and you just try to do the best you can. You know, one thing I was going to say, just to interject and relate to some of the, what, what you guys are talking about, is it, isn't it interesting how, you know, we have the canonical, you know, lesson with children of how to ha- shake a person's hand, Right. Um, I just mm-hmm. had, you know, I've done it several times. With, I mean, I have a nine-year-old right the other day. I was teaching them how to give a handshake to somebody, right? But mm-hmm. it, so we, we do this as, as parents, as aunts and uncles all the time to, to, to kids, but we rarely ever have the lesson for a hug, right, and how to do it. It's just it's either a hug on, hug off, but we never really qualitatively help kids understand that. And I think some of that has carryover effects in terms of, what we end up doing in public, both in the business world and outside the business world. Now, so Barbara, would you, would you, is there ever a situation, is there ever a work situation when you think hugging is definitely called for? Well, it, it, again, it depends on your relationship with the person or mm-hmm. the group. I mean, if you just want a huge contract and people are celebrating, they may hug. It's mm-hmm. this natural release of good feelings. So people mm-hmm. may hug. If, you know, if I haven't seen a client in a long time, and I've, done, you know, I've known this person for years, mm-hmm. and we've hugged in the past, and certainly we're going to hug when, I, when we see each other again. So it's a good greeting, but there's lots of downside to it. So you just have to be smart about when you hug and when you don't hug in the workplace. Now, one thing we haven't talked about at all is not hugging to say hello or goodbye, but hugging if someone is in distress, right? And you feel like you want to show them some kind of comfort, or which which maybe is a whole other thing. And but that, I feel like that's tricky territory too, knowing when when that would be welcome or not. I mean, do you guys have any advice there? From a workplace standpoint, it's not usually something that comes up. I mean, mm-hmm. unless somebody is really, really in distress. They just got off the phone and they got horrible news. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I agree with Barbara. I think in general, that especially in the business world, 
um, you know, you got to be careful and we're such a litigious society and, and I mean, I think for appropriate reasons and good reasons, uh, hugging is not rampant hugging, excessive hugging is not necessarily, uh, quote unquote accepted in the business world. I think that's for mm-hmm. good reason, you know, outside the business world, the family and friends, I, I personally think it's, it's, it's good to err on the side of hugging appropriately again, people when they're really, really distressed, um, you know, we do this and physiologically psychologists who study this know that cortisol levels go down though. It's, you know, which is your physiological stress response that mm-hmm. goes down. Um, emotionally, we know it helps people, um, feel better. It gives people a sense of safety, a sense of kind of comfort when that happens. That, so I think there's a, I mean, physiologically and emotionally, I mean, it has a lot of positive benefits, but of course you got to do it in the right context with the right people. But most people who are in distress, nine times out of 10 will appreciate the gesture as long as it's done and done in a, in a proper way. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's such an, I mean, that's a, that's such an interesting, I don't know, part of this topic, right? Which is what happens to us physically when, when you hug someone and, it, it takes us a little bit away from whether it's appropriate or not to do, but it, you know, it speaks to the benefits of hugging that maybe I'll teach my children. <laughs> it's all coming back to that shoulder hug, I'm afraid, and how I can make it go away without controlling my children's lives. Um, make them listen to this webcast. Yeah, I guess so. If you see somebody coming in for a hug and you don't want to hug that person, right. get your hand out really quickly for the handshake and you are now establishing the greeting and it will eliminate some of the unwanted hugging and kissing. Okay. That, thank you, Barbara, for adding that because that is a really good takeaway tip for those of you out there who don't want the hug. And I don't mean my family. The handshake is a good, it's almost like a blocker, right? Right. Like this, you're you're, you're just doing a different greeting and you've established it and they can still pull you in, but it will eliminate a lot of the unwanted hugging and kissing. If I ever see you two in person, by the way, we're not we're all in the same we're room hugging. right now. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to <laughs> we'll talk offline about whether we're going to greet each other with a hug. Okay, so Matt and Barbara, thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> thank you for having us. Thank you. Our producer today is Tim Einenkel. Please let us know what you think of this show. Our Twitter handle is at Real Simple, or you can tweet ideas for this podcast, that is, the irritating people in your life, directly to me at KVanOgtrop. For more on irritating people and how to handle them, go to realsimple.com and, of course, subscribe to us in iTunes. For Matt Hertenstein and Barbara Pachter, I'm Kristen Van Ogtrop. Thanks for joining us.